Welcome to the Baptizing Church, where the Word of God is preached undiluted. Our vision is to raise a generation of believers who influence things to the ends of the earth. Here is the Word of God. Listen and be blessed. Let's begin to give God thanks for this morning. Let's begin to give God praise for this morning. Let's begin to declare, considering the time before us, that God reigns and rules in the affairs of men, that every single problem we brought before God this morning is resolved, that every single situation is given over to God this morning. Come on, just say, You reign on high. Declare concerning your life. He reigns in your life. He reigns in your relationship. He reigns in your business. He reigns in your family. You reign on high. Father, we give you thanks this morning. We give you praise. We worship your holy name. Father, we come as a church. We declare concerning you that you are our God and there is no other. You are our God and your name is Yahweh. You are the God that no one can question. You are the one who began the beginning. You are the bang in the big bang. You are the one who explains all the theories we are not certain of. You are our everlasting God. We give you praise this morning. As a church, we declare concerning our lives that you are the one in charge. Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. If you worship God, come on, put your hands together and celebrate Him this morning. Father, we glorify your name. You are the mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Before we sit down, I'd like us to pray together. I'd like you to take somebody beside you and pray with the person. It's a habit I'm hoping that we can inculcate. That you just pray with the person next to you. Pray concerning the person. Pray that he's strengthening his inner man. Pastor Ifet took all my prayers this morning when he was praying. Pray that the person beside you sets the Lord before him always. Pray that the person beside you rejoices at the word of God. Pray that the word has meaning in the person's life. Pray that the person doesn't have doubts. That the person is not about to backslide. No, he's strengthened in his inner man. Is strengthened for a new walk, strengthened for a new day. Pray that the person values the world like pers- like you know the parable that says it's you found treasure in a field and you bought it. That the things of God take priority in this person's life. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Father, we give you thanks concerning these ones. They took time out of their Sunday. 
They could have been at home watching Netflix, playing ball on the field. But they decided in their heart that your word is priority. That they would not neglect the gathering of people. And so they have come, Father, meet them at the point of their needs. Answer their prayers. Restore the lost. Help the addicted and the afflicted. Change people's stories this morning. Father, we declare concerning today that everyone is lifted. That everyone is blessed. That everyone is encouraged. And that by the word that goes before, lives are liberated. Father, we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. If the person beside you does not say amen, turn to the person and tell him, in the mighty name of Jesus, hear his response. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. Before we start, you all know I'm not Pastor Tokwe, right? Okay, for those who are um, joining us for the first time. Our senior pastor is Pastor Tokwe. My own name is Benro. And so I'll be taking service. But before we start, I want you to celebrate Pastor Tokwe just real loud so it's in the recording. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Pastor Tokwe had to travel with his family. Um, something good is happening. <laughs> Hallelujah. The other thing I want to say is that I am not Pastor Daly as well. A number of us were expecting Pastor Daly to join us this month. Um, certain ministry arrangements have made it improbable that he will join us in February. So he will be with us throughout March. Amen? Amen. Celebrate now. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you are from the University of Abuja this morning, can you make some noise? Let's celebrate you. Law school, can we celebrate you as well? Yeah, you see, that's the legal one. Very Glory to God. Um, how was Valentine? Hallelujah. So the married people did um, something. We called it Valance Nap. Yes, some people are surprised. It's because you are not yet. So some things are hidden. So there's a quick PowerPoint. They want to show it real quick. If that's ready, you can put it up on the screens. We'll just run through it so you know who the contestants are. Just dive right in. Follow my lead. I found a girl. Beautiful and sweet. I never knew you were the someone waiting for me. Just kids when we fell in love, not knowing what it was. I will not give you up this time, darling. Just 
of applause for the media team for that presentation so if you want to be in that presentation next year you know you have to start now amen lit singles as well also had an event do we have a presentation from them as well So the lit singles had a very very lovely event there was a movie there was chocolate there was popcorn there was no chocolate. Are you sure you came early? Okay, so the lead singles presentation is there as well. Run it. I think essentially what we are saying is if you were not there, you missed. How many of you are single and were there? How many of you are single, attend church, and wearing there? Raise your hand. The others look at them and say, oh my. Very quickly, I also want to celebrate, um, you know, February 14, that season, it's always a really, really nice time. Um, the Indikumanas had their 25th wedding anniversary. Are they in church? Hallelujah. OJ and Emma also had their 10th wedding anniversary this week. 
Hallelujah. Are all the greetings done now? Please be seated. Let's focus on the word. So first question for everybody. How many of you listened to last week's message? That's after church. You took time to listen to the message again. And you are not in multimedia, e-church, or technical. Raise your hand now. Amen. Okay. So let me start with a story. Um, there's a pastor named, I don't know if he's still a pastor now, Tony Evans. His son is a gospel musician, so I listen to his songs a lot. So, but once in a while, I see messages from the father. And so the father tells the story of he's in his house, and one day he notices a crack on the wall. And so he calls um, a painter person to come and help him fix it, right? So the man came, plastered the hole, painted it. He paid him. Painter went away. Pastor was in his house. After one month, the crack appeared again. Now, as a pastor, you cannot curse the person that swathed you, right? So he calls him again. So see the work you did. It's open again. This is the crack. Fix it. Guy plasters it again, paints it, goes away. After two months or 45 days thereabout, the crack appears and brings seven others. So there are now more cracks. So by now, Pastor Evans is very angry. So he goes to call a third painter, a second painter that, look, I don't want to use this guy again. Let's get this new painter. So when that guy came, he looks at it and says, me, I can't do it. Pastor says, ah, it's your mate that just did it. It's because he didn't do it well. That's why I'm calling you. And he said to him that, sir, this is not a painting problem. Your foundation is shifting. Amen? Amen. So, there are four kinds of people in church today. And every one of us here, we are, in that, we are in one of those four groups. The first group is people who are happily married. You are your wife. You enjoy everything together. Very likely, you are sitting beside your wife right now. Any song they sing in church, you feel it together. I said, no mountain you won't climb up. You look at her eye. You know you are talking about God, but you are, you are feeling each other. Now, this, two, this number one couple, you know, they do the work. Everything is fine about their marriage. The second group, these are the people who are married but in trouble. So they are struggling. And they are very likely not sitting together. They have been in trouble for a while. So the reason why they are still together is that it's difficult for them to break up without causing problem. They have even sat down at one point and considered how can we break this thing up amicably. Eh? I won't harm you. You won't harm me. Just be going your go. 
I did my day. The third group, I'll call them lukewarm status quo. They are married, they are in the same house, but they are living separate lives. I won't shout at you, you two don't shout at me. I won't criticize, you two don't complain. Everybody, day or day. The fourth group, as we all know, are the unmarried. Now, unmarried people can be single, widowed, divorced. They are all in that group, right? Most of them are looking towards love. They are looking towards a relationship. The widowed or divorced are a bit more careful. But everybody is looking towards love, right? Are we still together? Okay. So you know where you fall in the four-group spectrum now this morning. So talking about relationships is hard. And so anytime they tell you to come and talk about relationship, it's always difficult. One of the difficulties is that pastors and church leaders know what's happening in people's lives. So when you start talking, they'll say, hey, I've gone to tell PG about my case. It's my wife that told him. It's my husband that told him. The other one is that people begin to cut off when you start talking. Single people will say they are talking to married people. So they go on WhatsApp or they go on Instagram and they mute their phone so that the video doesn't play loud or Facebook. Or when you start talking to single people, married people say, we've been married since. There is nothing they want to tell them again. The other thing is that even the relationship teachers, sometimes, they too, they are struggling. Right? And so, if you ask my wife some of the things I'm going to say to you this morning, she'll be like, eh, it's true. It's true. But you know there is true inside it. <laughs> Amen? But what all of us must be committed to is trying to get better. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So I'm going to draw from the word today. And so let us all open our Bibles. Pastor, if I read my passage this morning. So you know when somebody reads your scripture before you come up, you are happy that the Lord is confirming his word, but you are angry that they have taken what you want to say. <laughs> so celebrate Pastor Ife for me real quick. So Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27. There is nobody who has been a Christian for more than six months that has not heard this scripture. It says, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Amen? Amen. If you have heard this story before, raise your hand. 
If this is the first time you are hearing it, raise your hand. First time ever in your life. Good. So at least some of you have read the syllabus before. So this is a parable. Obviously, we are not talking about actual Mr. Benro and Mr. Benga. Jesus gave a parable. Okay? And um, the Sermon on the Mount is the, we call it the classic sermon. Jesus preached on the Mount, and that message forms the basis of almost every message you associate with Christianity. So anybody who is going to be a Christian must read the Sermon on the Mount. All the things we say, ah, do not lie, all those things, they are drawn together in the Sermon on the Mount. So in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was now rounding up. So you find that story in Luke, you find it in Matthew. So it's called the story of the parable of the wise and the foolish builder. Now, a little background. Palestine has hills, has springs, and is prone to flooding. And the floods are always really, really heavy. So that's why it was also a very good example. Because when floods come in Palestine, they follow that pattern. So, we've had two men, right? What is the difference between those men? That's the treatise of my message this morning. My message is very short. If we finish, we pray, we go home early. So, the title of this message is Love Part 2. It's continuation of Pastor Topper's message of last week. Um... I tried to make it one word, so but you see, because it's part two, it's already more than one word. Um, we could have said love strikes back or the return of love, <laughs> but love part two is okay. So what are things we can take from the story? Number one, there are two men. Do we agree? They both build houses. Are we still together? One built on the rock. Right? One built on the sand. We are still together. Both men took the responsibility of building the house. So one of the things they will tell you in every marriage counseling class is that it is the responsibility of the husband that the marriage fails or succeeds. So, but in this case, both men were building the house. Are we still agreeing? So, a happy home, a house. And you see the word house in scripture, when you read it, that's why you hear house of Jesse, house of David. You understand? So, the word house on itself is loaded. But let's not get into that. Let's use it as an example, the same way Jesus used it as an example. So, they both built on different foundations. And one was called wise, and one was called foolish. So let me tell you a secret you can draw from that. Anybody can build a house. A wise man can build. A foolish man can build. There is no exclusivity of building. So a wise man can have a marriage. A foolish man can have a marriage. A wise man can have a good relationship. He can have a relationship. A foolish man can have a relationship. 
You will also notice from the scripture that there are two verses describing the storm that now came. Right? It says that rains descended, floods rose, winds beat against the house. Right? So, very likely, is the same storm. Abby? Because if they described Mr. Agbin Rose storm like this, Mr. Agbin Gas storm like this, is exactly the same storm. The features were the same. So it means that the things that person A goes through, person B will likely go through it in his own relationship. Right? Please, I'm taking it slowly, slowly. If you need me to speed up, just do your hand like this so I take it fast. So because when you start counseling couples, when you start talking to people, you will hear that it's the same thing everybody is saying. So let's talk about it now in church. Eh? There are three main issues people come to in their relationships or in their marriages. Number one, money. If anybody does it, they are lying. Money is number one. <laughs> number two, it's power. Who should do this? Who is not allowed to do this? Why are you restricting me from doing that? Amen? Amen. You don't help me in the kitchen. It's power. You don't let me help you in the kitchen. It's also power. The third one is sex. By the grace of God, I'm not the one going to teach you that one. We'll do it on a different Sunday for a different crowd. But those are the three things that typically happen in a marriage. Those are the three typical issues you would hear people talk about. So someone will tell you, I don't like how my spouse spends money. Or this one does too much or too little. Are, are we flowing together? Yes, sir. Please, just bear with me. So those are the obvious differences, similarities in the passage. Wise man, foolish man. Built house on sand, built house on rock, right? So, but the key part of that scripture, most of us lose it. It's called, in the hermeneutics, is the linkage. Is the linkage. Eh? Don't worry, I'll explain what I'm saying. What happened there? Let's now open that verse again. Please put it on the screen. Because it is not about the foolishness or the wiseness. The big difference between both of them is this. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, that's how you know a wise person. Therefore, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, that's a foolish person. That's the end of the message. Can we go home? So the difference between both men is what they do with the word. It's not how they built the house. What do you do with the word? I want to point out that if you are using a 
software Bible or a paper Bible that has the words of Jesus in red. This whole passage is in red. So this is not one of the things we argue about. You know, when they say Paul said that women should stand and not sit and this and that, we start arguing that when he was writing, he was writing to these people, it was not. This is not one of those things. Jesus said it with his mouth. So it's not up for debate. Amen? Amen. So everybody here, as you are seated, you are building a house. Everyone either has a relationship now or you are looking to have one. Amen? Amen? You are either dating someone or you plan to date someone. So you have been liking her posts on Instagram, hoping that she will DM you. Do you people know the meaning of all that or I'm speaking in tongues? Okay. Now, the other thing you will realize is that everybody will go through storms. And every relationship you see, the two houses were houses. Nobody knew what they were built on until the rain came. So the difference between the house that we stand and the house that we fall is what you do with what Jesus said. Amen? Amen. What Jesus said will put you in some vulnerable situations. Jesus will always tell you to do something that will put extra work in your hand. Because to build on sand is easy. Right? To build on rock, you will need to drill to put in your foundation and all that, all that. So to have a godly and good relationship, there is work you must do. Extra work. Because we like the easy ones. You understand? God said, love your neighbors. Your neighbor always borrows you his battery when your car won't start. It's easy to love that neighbor, right? And even if the, law, the neighbor is not really borrowing you the battery, at least it's okay, it's easy. But Jesus now said, love your enemies and pray for those who despisefully use you. Ah, That one is hard. And this is where we are. Church folks, most of what we hear in the world, we don't plan to do it. Because every Sunday we come into church and we drop the word. All the pastors give you the word. Your decision now to pick it and use it is the problem. Because, you see, it's possible to enjoy a sermon. As I'm talking now, some people are smiling, taking down notes. But in your heart, you know you are not doing anything with it. Because what you realize is the storm came at the same time. So this word now eh, is for all of us. At the same time, we are all hearing the same word. What are we going to do with it? So, two facts from that scripture. Both heard the word. 
The second thing is that the storm is coming. So you can come to church and hear a word. As pastor is talking, it's like they're talking about you. Right? Specifics. Pastor will say, there's somebody here, and he will name it, name it, name it. It's you there saying, oh, but you have made up your mind, you will do what they said you should do. And you see, the way church is, we, are con- we, are, we condition ourselves in church. You hear praise and worship. You hear, you, you hear deep worship. And the word comes in. When the word is entering, it's entering you directly. But once immediately you get outside, and Abuja heat burns you small, the first word after your mouth in traffic is waka. <laughs> That's because the environment in here conditions the word to, to, you know, to be fulfilled. But immediately you get outside, the word inside you is now supposed to influence the environment, but it struggles. So all of us are in church now, right? See, what happens in church is that you get informed. You get informed. You get informed. You now choose to conform. Sorry, I went to Living Faith Bible School, so we used to rhyme a lot. Sure you get. So you get informed, you get informed, you get informed. You now choose to conform. When you conform, you get transformed. And so when the storm comes, you are able to deal with it. Amen? Amen. But what happens when you don't do that is that when you get informed, you refuse the information. So the remaining rhymes don't happen in your life. Amen? Amen. So you, you don't have to disagree with the word. As pastor is preaching, you are hearing the word. You understand it. It's, it is making your baby jump. It's not like you are angry with what pastor is saying. It's just that realistically, you know you are not going to do it. So some of you will enjoy this message today now. When I go out, you say, man of God, word. <laughs> but it's not going to do anything. So pastor has said, people who are not married should not be sleeping together. Abi? But you know in your heart that the girl has already entered motto. She's coming this night. So there's nothing I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the issue is not that the word is not powerful. And you see, what you have to know is that the storm is coming. You see, it is not right to use hell to threaten people. They will come to God. But you have to realize that whether you build on rock or you build on sand, the storm will come. So it does not matter how you are, how you hear the word. The storm is coming. And see, you cannot be partially on stone and partially on sand. The Bible says a house divided against itself cannot stand. And Jesus also said that in this world, 
you will have trouble. It's not may. It's not if you like. Trouble is coming. Tap your neighbor. Tell him trouble is coming. So you see, we always have internal debates. When pastor says, that person you are holding in your heart, forgive him. You say, okay, sir. But in your mind, you have borrowed him money three times. He did not pay. This time, he must pay. You have heard the word, though. Pastor said, forgive. You say, this person is always rude. Somebody needs to treat his mess up. That pastor, you see, I don't have a problem. I say, be you, you preach now, I've heard. Uh, pastor, I've heard. But he must not try me again. So why should I be the one that is always saying sorry? And so we begin to have excuses and internal debates. I want to point us to two words in that phrase. The old sermon is in those three verses. So let's go back to verse 24 again. Put it on the screen. It says, therefore, whoever, go to 26, but everyone. Amen? Amen. So two special, um, let's call them words in this passage. Whoever and everyone. Because whoever is a distinct person. Everyone. It's all of us here like this. So whoever can be wise, everyone can be foolish. So when Jesus said whoever and everyone, all of us are covered. We are all in this group. Because if you are having challenges in your relationships today, as in right now, what word is your relationship built on? Is there a word that you have been given that you are supposed to act on or you are refusing? That same bishop I talked about, the one I told you the story of the cracks, he said Christians are like tea bags. How many of you know what tea bags are? Raise your hand now. Are you afraid? Tea bags. We shall know Lipton. Yes. So you see, Lipton, you say Christians are like that. That is when you put them in hot water, that you know what they are made of. So until problem comes, that's when we will now know that, ah, this guy is Sando. And this guy is rock. Amen? Amen? And you see storms, sometimes you, sometimes it's a single storm. Sometimes it's faces. So that's why he said the rains came down, the floods rose up, and then the winds came. 
Job's story. How many of you have read the story of Job? I ask questions like this so that we are all awake together, okay? Now, Job, when we were reading Job's story, while they were telling him that uh, something happened to his sheep, somebody came and said, your donkeys are dead. While they were saying donkeys are dead, somebody came and said, your children are dead. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes it seems like your problems are back to back. Often, there's a word you are not acting on. Because things, and you have to know that things will happen. Things will happen. It's not a question of favoritism. Your gas will finish one day when you are cooking beans. It is not whether you are holy or holy. A word has gone forth that you should buy gas. So life comes to everyone and to whoever. Your title, pastor, minister, choir member, will not protect you from the storm. A storm will come. What word are you acting on? Because, you see, we, we sometimes, some people build their life on the word. Some people build their life on philosophy. So the word of God tells you this. You, you have all the sayings from our ancestors. Say Yoruba born once away. That's Yoruba people came and they said. So you have all the sayings inside you. What does the word of God say? Which word are you acting on? So in my travels, I used to travel a lot for work. So the first time I saw it, I think it was in Benin Republic. I saw something called motion-sensitive lighting. That means, and a lot of churches are using it in the U.S. now. Because what normally happens is, church people, they will leave all the lights on and go home. Have you seen it before? So what, people, what churches now did is that they installed motion-sensitive lighting. So that if you enter the church, the light comes on. If you walk out, after some time, nobody moves. It will go off. Okay? And if you come to church for prayer meeting, and you sit down in a corner, the light will go off. But as you are praying, you are saying, the light will stay on. Amen? Amen? Now, God has programmed his word to activate when you act on it. So if you are acting on the word, the word is active in your life. If you are not, it is well. So whenever someone is irritating you, annoying you, aggravating you, there's a word you are not acting on. My note continues to say, most of the challenges we face are linked to love. Love is the solution to everything. Love is stronger than death. But one of the things I wanted to point out from my notes is that the reason a lot of us refuse to do things in church is because there is no love. That they will say, I don't know how to sing. But you have the gift of God 
that is better than your talent. You know that every time you minister, souls are drawn to God, whether your voice is clear or not. But you don't love people so much to give that talent. A scripture tells us, for God so loved the world, he... Are we still together? So, another point I want to make, I'm rounding up already. Rock and sand are essentially the same thing. Yes. Sand is just rock that has become lazy. Rock that has broken down. Rock that does not have cohesion. Again, that's what sand is. So a lot of us, we used to be very strong in faith. But we have broken down. We have lost cohesion. So then it's okay. We have heard what pastor is saying. Because you will notice that sometimes when robbers, they can rob one street, but only one house will be left alone. If you watch all these American videos of typhoon, uh, monsoon, and those kind of things, you will see plenty of houses destroyed, then you just see one house standing alone. Maybe just small, one window broke, and that kind of thing. You now go and investigate. What was that house built on? So my question this morning is, what are you standing on? Because if you listen to last week's message, it was heavy. My own addition to it is, what are you doing with what we had last Sunday? Nobody in church had listened to it. The word of God must be applied. Church is not just for entertainment. Church is not just for, oh, let us parapo. They will give us snacks at the end. I didn't give multimedia this verse, but I want to read it. So you see that it has been happening before. Ezekiel 33, verses 30 to 32. See, what happened here is that Ezekiel's audience in Babylon... they were not reacting appropriately to his messages that he was saying. He was talking about doom. He was talking about the things that will happen. They were coming home, and they were saying, ah, Ezekiel can preach, man. Ezekiel can preach. So let me read verses 30 to 32. Could you put it up for everyone to see? Scripture says, and they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words. But what? Ezekiel 33 from verse 30. Okay, next verse 31. Ah, sorry, so it's 31. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people, and they hear your words. But what? 
For with their mouth they show much love. You know, you tell me that's, that's a word. But their hearts pursue their own gain. Next verse. Indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song of one who has pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but what? That's the entirety of my sermon today. I want us to get tired of being awesome listeners. Let's do what we have heard. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. If your spouse is beside you, hold their hand. If you are dating someone and you know that's the person you will marry, hold their hand too. But if the person beside you is not the person, hold yourself. Let's pray. Let's begin to declare concerning our lives. That I'm tired of hearing the same thing again and again and again and again. That every time they come to church, they tell you one thing, you refuse to do it. Pastor tells you not to let the sun go down upon your anger, but you know that even as you are leaving church, you will not talk to each other in the car home. That's not the Christian way. So let's begin to pray. Let's begin to declare concerning our lives that we live godly Christian lives. We have Christian relationships. And I want to change my life for the better. I, I want to start doing more than just hearing. I want to be a whole lot better, a whole lot better, a whole lot better. That I'm not lacking in anything, but fervent in faith, fervent in the spirit. Married people, let's commit to do better. Let it be a signature of the house that the people in this house have godly marriages. Let it be a signature of the Christians in Abuja that the house of God that meets in this place, that if you have a relationship problem, once you get in here, it's sorted. People are always dating you and breaking up with you, but once you get here, it becomes sorted. You are able to hear the word of God and apply it. You are able to hear the word of God and work in it. You are able to hear the word of God and live it. Come on, pray, pray, pray this morning. Pray concerning yourself. Declare concerning your life. That everything concerning your, your marital relationship, your relationship in school is attuned to the word of God. That you are able to let things go. You are able not to work in competition, but to work in line with the word of God concerning your marriage, concerning your relationship. That it, it, it leads towards an expected end. That God is able to make all grace abound. That you have all things enough and extra. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Pray concerning yourself this morning. Libra do sanga de sa libra do kayadada. Mazike le barunda shada suru gede gede sa. Mayede sa garudo janda le parudo sakaya. Father, we give you praise. We worship your holy name. 
Father, this word is fulfilled in their midst today. That everyone is able to take this word. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been tremendously blessed. You can worship with us at Baptizing Church, Excel Center, Abuja, Plot 989, Olusha Gorbassin, Way, Urban Advanced Link, Filling Station, Central Business District, Abuja, Nigeria, or call 090-8006-6773. You can send an email to info at tbcabuja.org. We meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. and on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at tbcabuja, on Facebook at The Baptizing Church, TBC. God bless you as you come. Oh.